Welcome back to episode 21 on A Crack of Clarity. If you are new here, my name is Elizabeth, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning into the show. And if you are a returning listener, I want to thank you for your continued support. So with that, let's jump into things. I was sent a Instagram reel several weeks ago that I feel like definitely connected with me deeply when I first came across it, but now I feel like it's becoming increasingly, increasingly more prevalent to what I've been experiencing right now and what I've been trying to assimilate for myself. So I'm actually going to play it for you all first. Okay, take off the doctor hat. What's the best piece of advice on your personal life, on your relationships that you've ever gotten? So this actually came from my wife. She went to a seminar when she was young. She grew up with a lot of trauma. And she goes to this seminar while she has cancer. And the seminar leader, who happened to be her uncle, said, how much responsibility do you want for this? And she was offended (laughs) because she's like, it's cancer, it's not my fault. He said, I didn't ask you about blame. He said, responsibility is your ability to respond to the situation. How much responsibility do you want? And she said, I want 100% responsibility. And I love that so much because the number one hallmark of self-defeating behavior is blaming other people for the problems in your life. And when you anchor yourself in personal power, because when you blame other people for how your life is turning out, you're a victim and you can't change anything. And personal power is so important to me. So for me, I feel like I, I released the Alone episode. I believe that was a couple episodes back. And I remember talking about how that's kind of been my biggest fear in life, the thing that has held me back and um, and kept me stagnant in life is just this this constant fear of being alone. But then also coming to realize that my fear of being alone has been two-sided in the sense that I actually enjoy being alone and just with myself. So what I've come to realize is that it's not that I have this fear of being alone. I really don't, especially if I'm able to say that it's two-sided and I want and enjoy to spend time by myself. I feel like my biggest fear in life and the thing that I have been truly trying to battle and understand and embody and uh, overcome is the fear that I am unable to respond to my life. Truly. I feel like the reason that I have felt stuck and stagnant and upset and angry and just overall feeling small, feeling small and disempowered is because it's like I fear that I do not have the capacity and capability to step up and respond to my life. And the reason that I feel like this is so prevalent for me right now, so prevalent is because the last like week and a half, I felt like I was stopped dead in my tracks, like heels coming to a screeching halt on how how like good I've been feeling and how 
how empowered I have been feeling. I had a conversation that really, as the best way I can describe it is like stopped me dead in my tracks and made me start to have so much doubt, so much confusion and so much frustration because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This isn't supposed to be happening right now. I'm supposed to be past this. I'm supposed to be beyond this because I I have felt what it feels like to be empowered. I have felt what it feels like to be so intrinsically motivated to to clean up my life and create a life that I love. What is happening right now? And I was actually talking to a friend about this earlier today about how there's there's an aspect that I feel like I and myself and other people we we fight is like sometimes things happen and feelings come up that just make me think to myself like this is really inconvenient right now I don't have time for this I don't have the space for this I don't want to deal with this you know I really need this to go away right now I don't want to look at it I don't want to see it as an opportunity to step into an even greater feeling of empowerment. And, you know, as I'm recording this right now, I'm like, okay, Elizabeth, I feel like I'm kind of dancing around. I'm dancing around what I really want to talk about. I, I know what, I already know what the title of this episode is going to be because it's just, it's just how I'm feeling coming into recording this it feels risky to start talking about what I want to talk about. And it feels risky to me because of some people that I know that listen to the podcast. And so in thinking about how I'm yearning to deepen my ability to respond to all of that, it's like I feel like I've been battling this feeling of like, I I want to run away. I want to quit the podcast. I want to start over. I want to do over. I want to go to a place where nobody knows who I am. I want a, a clean slate because I have been feeling so just disgusted with some things and so so afraid to to talk about the things that I feel like need to be talked about but it's like I don't even know where to start and for me I feel like when I first ran across that piece of content and really was like yeah the ability to respond that makes so much sense I really was only thinking at the level of like, oh, I want to deepen my ability to respond to the outside world, to respond to a a difficult conversation with somebody, to respond to some sort of external stressor that I'm experiencing. But now I'm like, wait, wait. I think what I'm begging for is a deeper capacity to respond to myself, to respond to what I am feeling. Because lately, truthfully, honestly, what I've been feeling is like there are these elephants in the room and the room being like my my internal being. There are these elephants in here and like this, and they're casting these big shadows. They're so big and looming that I feel... Like they need to be acknowledged, they need to be given a voice, 
They need to be talked about. Otherwise, they're just going to continue to get in the way. I feel like this feeling of a, a looming shadow behind me and around me has fed into my feelings of almost being an imposter for what I want to step into next. And I feel like it's almost like this same roadblock that I have encountered almost like this same time last year. And I think that when I think about that, it's like it, it really fuels that frustration of like, oh, this should not be a thing right now. This should not be a struggle right now. I should be so far beyond this. And in a lot of ways I am because I'm, I feel like I am able to, to see it for what it is and even open up to the idea of addressing it for myself. I feel like for, for me, the reason that I have stayed stagnant in certain areas of my life is because I have not been able to fully understand how to integrate things from my past into my my present and and really feeling like they are a hindrance to me instead of really realizing that they actually potentially can give me so much more power so much more power but that power is really only going to be felt and accumulated once i decide that though the the shadows and the elephants within me the elephants in my room are things that i have yet to garner a level of self acceptance for it's it's like i think about the the things that i have shame and guilt around and the things that give me that very disgusting just nasty sick feeling within me I'll drive myself nuts and say like, oh, why, why does it have to be this? Like, can't it be something else? Why, why do my shame points have to be about this? You know, why, why can't it be a little more um, easy compared to like what I, what I pick up from, from other people and, and what I, you know, hear other people feel shame and guilt around. It's like, Wow, that just seems like so much more easy to digest. It feels like it's just so much easier to to talk about. And I think in this whole trying to garner more ability and capacity to respond to myself and thus let that trickle into being able to respond to my whole entire life, it's like I just want somebody else to start talking about it first. I want somebody else to give me the permission to even start talking about it. And I feel like I have entered conversations where I am, there's an underlying ask for like, please make it okay for me to start talking about this. Please, please give me some sort of feeling like I'm not going crazy here. I'll come right out and say that I came on to record this episode because I am wanting I'm wanting liberation right now. I'm feeling small. I'm feeling trapped. I'm feeling stuck and and it's to me it's like, well, you can continue feeling this way or you can start practicing the ability to respond to your perceived elephants in the room right now. 
you can start the conversation. You can. You can talk about it. And I think that for me, it's been a sticking point where, say, I will start talking to someone else about it. There, There's a, a blockade in the way. Because it's like I, I'll almost do this um, like double inception thing where there will be a filter that comes on that's like, okay, I'm with this person. I, I think that they know this about me and, you know, I've... Uh, I've talked about these previous things with them and I've used this vocabulary and this lingo and that has seemed to be the acceptable way to communicate with this person that I will then take that as a filter and a constraint and it will severely limit my ability to simply speak, to simply speak on what my experience is and what my perspective is because at the end of the day, that's actually what I want to do is like, I want space to just speak on what I experienced it and what I think it is. It is so exhausting to feel like when I'm talking to another person that I can, I'm only allowed to use this, this set of words, this language to to describe how I'm feeling. I feel so confined by that. And I feel like it further just drives the confusion that I have of like, well, what what actually happened? What do I feel is actually true and real about what I am expressing right now? And I kind of caught myself listening to this like, oh, they're doing it. They're just doing it. They're just talking about it. And it's like, I know that there's probably a a part of them that's like, oh, this feels a little risky to put out there and, and say like, well, actually, I believe this to be true and real. And it, it does feel like it goes against the norm. It does feel like it goes against what is most widely accepted by people. But it's like, they, they didn't wait for some other external permission to do this. And after they put that podcast episode out, and they said their controversial beliefs, like, did they get in trouble? No. Did someone come knocking on their door and say, like, that's not acceptable. You are wrong. Um, you know, and, and almost like, was anything taken away from them by them sharing their beliefs? Because I think that that is also something that has gotten in the way of me feeling like I have this ability to respond is like, I feel like the the ability to respond is so interwoven with a, a defense mechanism that has to be in place. It's like I I can't I can't respond. I can't even think about starting the conversation until I know that like all my ducks are in a row and that I I have like just this level of certainty within me that whatever comes my way, I can handle it, I can battle it. And it's like there again, it's like, I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm spinning my wheels and spinning my wheels. I mean, like, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point isn't to sit there and try to foreshadow how you are going to respond to, to something. You know, the, the, the thing that you're looking for is just being able to 
Say what you feel is right for you. Say what you believe in. I don't know how long this has been of me talking, but it's like I feel like I've just needed this kind of extended warm up, if you will. Um, because like I said, I'm just, it feels so risky to get a little more specific and personal about what's, what's going on right now to really start being like, you know what, I'm going to start addressing the elephant in the room right now. I'm going to share a piece of myself. I know that I have already come on to the show and have talked about going through a major depressive episode And, you know, it felt very empowering for me to even start talking about that discussion. But mind you, I feel like it was easier to talk about it because I know that there are so many people out there who have experienced major depression. And I feel like nowadays it is becoming increasingly almost popular to talk about your mental health struggles. I think collectively we are feeling so much more permission from each other to share our struggles and even make jokes about them. You know, I, I think about all of the, the content that I've been running across recently, you know, joking about ADHD behavior, joking about anxiety related behaviors. I think that's so great in so many ways. It's so great that we feel this collective exhale that we can all take and be like, oh, it doesn't all have to be our own elephants in the room. Like we can actually start talking about this, but there's an aspect to my story and my experience that I have felt like, okay, Elizabeth, you, you don't get to talk about that. That's not that's not right, that's unsafe to share, that is very, very risky to share. And at the same time, it's like, I, I know that if I, if I don't do this, if I don't simply share what I experience, like I am literally holding back a piece of me. And I know what that feeling is like to to feel like I have to hide something from the world, to feel like so so disgusted with something about myself and um it's no way to live it truly is no way to live i i know that i don't deserve to live that way and i feel like that's something that i will need to repeat over and over again to myself it's like okay i don't i don't have to feel this way anymore i do not have to feel like this it doesn't have to be this way i can give myself the permission So with that, I'm actually going to share where I feel like my story really has started. It didn't start with five months of depression. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, man, well, where, where does it actually start? How, how do I even start talking about this? And again, that's just me really overthinking this, really getting concerned with how this is going to be received, really being concerned with what vocabulary do do I use? How do I talk about this? And um, I'm just going to do my best. I really am just going to try and do my best. Ugh, best. <laughs> now the words are really not coming to me. There was a moment last year um, There were actually several moments, but I'm thinking of one in particular, and it was back in April 
of last year where something happened. Something happened and I had this major realization that there was more to life. There was more than what met my eye up to this point. That there were things that I felt like I wanted to be true and real. And I feel like I flirted with some of those things in um, other parts of my life prior to last year. But something happened to where I, it was like somebody whispered to me and said, yes, it's all true. Yes. And I feel like that voice was probably trying to speak to me for a very long time. And I didn't know how to listen to it. I did not have the capacity. I didn't have um, whatever I felt like I needed to have in order to, to listen to that voice. And I feel like there, I was getting so tired of feeling like everyone and everything around me was screaming no at me. That when I finally heard the voice of like, yes, it is real. You're right. It is. It sent me into what I can best describe as like this avalanche of emotions and experiences that I had no frame of reference for. Absolutely no frame of reference for. And I know that I have also come on here and spoken about um, a little bit of my physical health journey. And so knowing that that was all happening right, you know, right in tandem with what I was experiencing psychologically and even further entertaining the idea that maybe the two were going hand in hand at the same time and feeding off of each other. I think that also allows me a little bit of a greater feeling of it's okay to exhale on this. You don't have to protect this. I feel like, again, I feel like I'm just getting kind of stuck right now on, on how to do this and how to talk about this. There was so much of last year where I felt like someone was screaming at me, you are crazy. There is something wrong with you right now. This is not normal behavior. I didn't, I felt on some levels that what they were saying was true. And I was really, really, really worried that what she was saying was true. And because I just, I needed, I needed for whatever I was experiencing, I needed it to make sense to me. I needed to understand what was happening because like I said, I didn't have any sort of frame of reference. You know, prior to that moment, I, I never experienced anxiety. I never experienced depression. I never experienced any sort of what could be labeled as a mental health problem. And I remember 
having friends in my past who did have those struggles and I'm just like, man, I feel like I have no way that I can relate to you. Zero way to relate to you. And I felt so bad. Like I in that moment, like there's something wrong with me. Like why why don't I have some of these struggles? I just don't feel this way. And I think a huge part of that, what I feel is true and real for me when it comes to the the argument that I have of like, well, I never struggled with this in the past. I was like, well, it's because you shut off your feelings. You didn't have feelings for a really long time. And yeah, if if you are not tuned into your emotions and your feelings, then there there's a lot you can tune out. There is a lot, you know, you there's a lot you won't experience. And I think that when I had that realization of like, there is so much more, it sent through me like there was just so many like new sensations that I was experiencing in trying to understand what was happening. And, you know, thank God, (laughs) thank God that I had certain people around me that really just held space, so much space for what was happening within me, who didn't rush to say that you are crazy, who didn't rush and say, you need to go and get psychiatric help right now. There is something wrong with you. Who really allowed me the space to just experience what was happening and didn't feel a rush or a sense of urgency for me to have it all figured out because I already had that. I already felt that I was like, I have, I have no idea what's going on right now. I have no idea why I'm having trouble falling asleep at night. I have no idea why I'm wanting to, um, take these really long evening walks. I have no idea why I feel so hyper fixated on certain topics and why I feel like there's like this research that I need to be doing right now um, and why I'm so fascinated with certain things. But it inside me, it feels important. It feels it feels like what I need to be doing right now. And it's like, I know that this doesn't make any sense. And I know that this is something that I have never done before, ever. I have no past account to say like, oh, it's this. This is what is happening right now. This is what it is. And it was like, I, I didn't feel like I had a lot of control And I felt like I was just kind of on this ride. And I'm not here saying that the ride was unpleasant. And I think that that is also something that was really hard for me to to figure out. Because I'm like, well, I actually feel really good right now. I feel elated. I feel really happy and excited. I feel immense gratitude. I feel so so good what do you mean that this is bad what do you mean it can't be bad if i'm feeling this good 
the year progressed. The year progressed and I felt like I would go up and have those really, really amazing feelings and really feeling just so, so euphoric that I'm like, again, I'm like, I don't have any sort of frame of reference. I've never felt this amazing in my entire life. Like, I think I'm peaked right now. Does it really get any better than this? And then I, I would slide back down. I'd slide back down and, um, and experience frustration and confusion and pain because I, I needed it to make sense. I needed it to make sense. And so in an effort to make what I was experiencing make sense, I, I reached out and I, I had conversations with somebody in doing so. I, it's like, I want to sit here and say, I invited, I invited even greater pain into my experience by doing that. You know, instead of just saying, this is what's happening right now and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And instead of just finding some sort of safety and ease within all of it and just, I guess what they say, like ride that wave, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I felt so, so different and so beyond anything that I have ever felt before. In thinking about how we have collectively more of this permission to talk about our mental health, it's like, I feel like for some conversations about my experiences last year, I feel the need to filter them through saying a diagnosis. I feel the need that the only way that I'm going to be understood for what all of it was is to give it a label because you know I I thought about it today and it's like that's kind of what we've done in in terms of like mental health diagnoses you know mental health isn't something that we can necessarily put under a microscope and study Um, you know I would imagine that over the years people scientists professionals whatever have observed people's behaviors picked up on patterns and have compared those behaviors and patterns to the general norm and have said okay collectively this group of behaviors and patterns we is abnormal and um, for some it causes the inability to go about their daily life complete their you know activities of daily living be independent people And so we need to collectively label these signs and symptoms with a diagnosis. We need to do this because if we can do that, then we can start to, you know, we can medicate for it. We can, and the the thing that's coming to me is like, we can make it make sense for other people. We can make the intangible, something so intangible like mental health, make sense to other people and so I feel like that's where I have felt like I am trapping myself in talking about some of my experiences is like I need it to make sense to you and I'm worried that if I don't use 
mental health jargon to talk about it, that it's not going to make sense. I think there was something really important that happened um, in December. I had a conversation and it was like the conversation of all conversations where it was like my worst fear being the, the I am crazy, I am truly crazy, that fear came full circle full circle and it was like this can no longer be ignored this can no longer be dismissed this is true for you this is true and I remember getting off of it was a phone call I remember getting off the phone call and I googled um the the signs and the symptoms of bipolar disorder And I'm like staring at the phone screen. I remember this. I'm staring at the phone screen. I'm reading all this. And I'm like, okay, I can see how some of these behaviors appear to be what I experienced last year. I can see how this possibly makes sense. But as I am staring at this phone screen right now, as I'm staring at Google, I'm like, it doesn't feel like this is true for me. I don't really feel like I suffer from bipolar disorder. This does not feel real to me. You know, a part of me wishes I could just go back in time, go back in time and sit with myself in that moment and be like, this is your chance. This is your, your opportunity to really just own what you feel is true for you. This is your chance to take back your power. This is your chance to deepen your ability to respond to yourself. This is your chance to quit looking outside of yourself for someone else to assimilate your experience. This is it right here. But I wouldn't be here today talking about this if I had done that back then. There was a greater lesson to to be learned here. You know, I remember shortly after that conversation being in a doctor's office and I'm sitting there and I'm talking about this and I'm just, there was so much of a feeling of like, this is bullshit right now. This is bullshit. I feel like I am playing a game. I feel like I am being forced into taking medication and Mind you, I was still suffering by that point. I was still wanting some sort of relief. And I think that I was at such a breaking point that I was willing to try anything, but I could not, while sitting in that doctor's office, even remotely consider that the voice inside me of saying like, this is bullshit right now. This, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like what I need right now. I couldn't listen to it. I felt like I, at that point, I was just so far from myself so far from myself, so, so disempowered, and just so, so feeling defeated. And I knew that I needed some kind of help. And I knew that I would like to be able to help myself. But I did not know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. So I want to make it very clear that as I'm talking about this, I am not saying anything along the lines of mental health isn't a real thing, that mental health disorders aren't real. I'm not saying that 
anyone should not take medication. Um, I'm not saying that therapy is pointless at all, because I've tried all of the above. I've done all of it. I've experienced all of it. And I felt like I felt so small (laughs) during that felt like I was just being like shoved into this box of like, this is, this is what it is. And like, I know like right now I'm like, oh, that's not making sense what I'm saying. I, I don't, honestly, maybe I just don't know how to describe how I felt right now other than just saying like, I just felt so small. And I think that for me coming full circle to today, it's like, I feel like since I didn't subscribe to traditional treatment for a potential mental health problem that 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 is that's the elephant in my room right now that's what it is i feel like i i am wrong because i didn't go through that course of treatment but i did and it didn't work for me it honestly didn't work for me it did not give me relief so it's now like well what are you going to choose to to listen to right now? Are you going to continue to ignore what you feel is true and real for you? Are you going to honor the how you have changed and how you pulled yourself out of a major depressive episode? Like, are you going to ignore that? Or are you going to get caught up in the, the whole... Um, you know, refusing to take medication, refusing to talk to a therapist because like that is what I have been taught to believe is the way that you deal with these things and that there could not possibly be any other way to to go about managing not feeling yourself so in thinking about like moving forward and thinking about like, well, where, where do I stand in all of this? What do I believe in? What do I want to convey to, to you listening to this right now and, and to other people? Where do, where do I stand when it comes to something like mental health? And for me right now, I'm like, it's, there's got to be an integration. There has to be an integration between respecting the fact that we do have treatment options and also respecting autonomy as much as possible for the person. Autonomy can really only happen, or at least for me, like it really only happened once I actually started to to honor and listen to myself and, and be able to, to feel for myself the times where I'm like, you know, this is bullshit, or this doesn't feel right to me. You know, just because on paper, like this is what we're supposed to do. This is what the research says. This is how it's supposed to go. It's like, I don't think that we should silence the part of ourselves that is saying like, I don't feel like this is right for me. I don't feel like this is helpful for me. And it's like, it feels risky to say something like that. To know that so many people's lives have been impacted by mental health and the destruction that can come along with that. And it's like there is there is and never will be a one-size-fits-all approach 
there won't be. And it's like at the end of the day, I think for myself and for so many people, the what we can strive for is that deepening of our capacity to respond to ourselves. Deepening that capacity to have a type of communication with ourselves to know like, hey, I am getting very far from myself right now. Hey, there is something that needs my attention right now. Hey, there is something that I'm not giving to myself right now. Those are the types of things that need to be in conjunction with maybe some of our more standard treatments. It isn't just take a pill and get out of your depression. That's not how it works. And like, that's frustrating for a lot of people. And I feel like it, it leads a lot of people to believing and saying things like medication doesn't work. You know, they don't work. And it's like, it's so, it's so integrative. It's so multifaceted. You know, I think about the commercials back in the day for different cereals and it's, they were always at the end saying, you know, part of a complete breakfast. That's, that's mental health too. That is mental health. It ha- it requires such a, an integrative approach and an understanding that so many things within us and around us are deeply connected that we cannot possibly solely only focus on one aspect and ignore so much else. With that, I am going to close out this episode on a crack of clarity. I appreciate anyone and everyone that has listened this far into the episode. I had a feeling it was going to be a longer one, but um, like I said, I really do appreciate you guys listening. I feel, after recording this, I think I do feel a little lighter, um, but I can tell that there may be other aspects of this that will need to be addressed for myself further. And I, I actually look forward to using this, using the podcast as a way to do that. You know, I think about the whole reason that I even started it in the first place was it was very much just like, well, no one else is going to give me the permission to start talking. So I might as well just start talking. And I think over the last week and a half is like, I kind of forgot that. I kind of forgot like why, why I'm here and, and what this podcast means to me. So with that, thank you again for listening. And if you feel like you connected with any aspect of this episode, I would love to hear about it. Please drop me a review below on whichever streaming platform you are currently listening on. And if you feel like someone else might enjoy this different perspective on mental health, I would encourage you to share the episode on your social media and tag me because I would love to reach out and thank you personally. Thank you all again so much for listening and I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode.